Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Pixel Hunt. My name is Malcolm Cano, and joining me once again in the studio uh, are, well, well, actually some newer faces, but joining me is James Baker. Yo. And uh, Tyler Durr. Hi. Welcome back again. Do you mind speaking one more time? Hello. Okay, just making sure. Um... So, welcome back, guys. Uh, Mike is not here currently, but we might be expecting him later in the afternoon or evening. Um, Whatever time of day it is, really. Right, you know, we'll get to that in the weather. Um, Whenever he awakes. Yeah, when he awakens. Uh, But, yeah, we we got a lot of really interesting things to cover on the show today, uh, and I'm very excited. So we'll start most things as we normally start them with some of the new releases. Uh, Currently, it's October 10th. And yesterday we saw the release of a lot of things. WWE 2K19 came out yesterday. The Occupation is coming out. Uh, is coming out. Or came out yesterday for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And you play at least in that game, from what I could see, you play as a uh, a journalist whistleblower in 1980s uh, London or England. Uh, and it's uh, the the whole point of the game is that time is your enemy, and you got to make a bunch of decisions, and everything in the game happens in real time. And so you have to make a bunch of crazy decisions. Um, so uh, with that in mind, we also have Child of Light coming out on the Switch on October 11th. Uh, Luigi's Mansion is coming to the 3DS on October 12th, um, and we also have Call of Duty Black Ops 4 coming out on the 12th as well. And the World Ends With You Final Remix coming out on the Switch on October 10th, uh, 12th as well. Um, yeah, uh, Lego, we also, and again, a little further on to the week, uh, Lego DC Supervillains, uh, Starlink, Battle for Atlas, uh, Warriors, Orochi 4, and For Honor, Marching Fire. So Did looks, I hear For Honor? Yeah, For Honor. They're releasing something. Oh, I and, remember that game. Yeah, don't you? Way back in the day. It, the joke was always, it's not with honor, it's for honor. Um, there was none of that in that game. Never any honor, no. Uh, but we do have, uh, and among other uh, pressing releases, we also have, of course, joining us, Mr. Michael Carl. Hello. Hi. Uh, yeah, that was fast. It got in. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, uh, anything you're excited for, especially coming out? Luigi's Mansion's coming out on the 3DS. Uh, I mean, I didn't hear the releases. Ah. <laughs> well, we got... W- you don't have to go through them again. Yeah. It's okay. WWE 2K19 is coming out, though. So, get That ready. one. I'm excited for that you one. You get ready. Um, never ending, really, the 2K releases. This is what I'm starting to figure out. Uh, they never stop. We always have at least one. If not, they'll take a break for a week. But they're always coming out. Can't stop. Won't stop. That's right. The sweat rendering technology will not be stopped. Um, yeah, real disgusting. Um, but we actually have a... There's a ton of things uh, to talk about. So uh, first thing I wanted to bring up is that Ninja Theory has established established a senuous scholarship uh, to train mental health tutors. Um, so yeah, Hellblade, senuous sacrifice developer Ninja Theory is working in conjunction with uh, the, hold on, with the Cambridgeshire and Peterborough NH, NHS Foundation Trust Recovery College East and in, 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 a court, in recognition of World Mental Health Day. Um, 
So it's partnership with the organization's Head to Toe Charity, which will allow a student each year to train with the organization to become a mental health tutor. These mental health tutors assist people diagnosed with mental illness in discovering the possibilities of life beyond diagnosis. Um, and it's just, it, it's a, a really fantastic, uplifting story. We got uh, uh, Senua Sacrifice, a game that uh, prominently and very respectfully and accurately features a character with, uh, with schizophrenia. Um, yeah, it, it's actually, they, they do a fantastic job of it. I know, Mike, you've played it, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, do, you played it all the way through, right? I did. Um, what was it like for, uh, how did, how did the, the experience, uh, I don't know, what did you take from it? Any, any big surprises or what did you like most about that? From, from what I've, besides all they said before the game released, which was about how they did a lot of research into psychosis and and schizophrenia and wanted to portray it respectfully. After hearing all that uh, and kind of ignoring it, just, you know, not really knowing if that was all talk, uh, while playing it, just based on what I have seen from other forms of media and, like, experiments done, it's like... um, Anderson Cooper doing that, sch- that yes, schizophrenia thing. Yeah. That I still think is really funny that he did that. Um, but uh, where you put headphones on and you listen to uh, the various voices mm-hmm. playing in your head and try to do everyday tasks. <clears throat> and just based on that experiment and that being apparently very accurate, uh, playing Hellblade, it, it seemed very accurate. Um, it was overwhelming at points and the more hectic the game gets the more the voices scream at you to either survive or just give up uh constantly like oscillating between supportive and insulting and it's it's difficult to deal with it and the sound design was fantastic they they sound like they're all around you did you play it with headphones or did you yeah so i think i played the first maybe three or four hours with headphones and then i played a lot of it on our tv Mm -hmm. uh last year and that certainly took away from the experience a little bit um but playing with headphones uh definitely recommended but yeah I, i would say it seemed like an accurate experience besides the right they went overkill on like the lens flares absolutely um, oh like the, uh, the, some of the, the trippy visuals, they went a little overkill. And I think at that point they were just trying to make it an interesting video game. Right. Rather than an interesting representation. Right. They, 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 they nailed the representation, but then they were like, oh, we also but, have to game. But then, yeah. But then we're like, oh, but we need this, this, uh, yeah, the puzzles to, you gotta yeah, find yeah. the light puzzles in the. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need these puzzles repeated over and over again with a bunch of random lens flares. Then we also need like this crazy metaphorical representation of her struggle Right, we need to in fight the form of like a, a, a raven monster demon. Yeah, yeah, like ma- massive beast monsters and and like goopy horrors uh, near the various end. Various goopy horrors. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, it makes sense within the context of the game. It's a, it's a good game. I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Um, and I respected that a game, especially before they even started making it, they would do that much research into something that I think most people would be afraid of covering, or if they did, 
they would do it just because the concept was interesting mm-hmm. and not because they actually wanted to represent or respect the difficulties of the condition. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, have you guys have you guys had any other experience with something like that? Like uh, the depiction of uh, mental illness or of any kind of like issue in a game. I, it's the first time, like Senua's Sacrifice was the first game in which I ever saw anything like that really attempted. Um, and I, there, we, I think we did bring this up one point where there was a, a depiction, a, a horrifyingly awful depiction of mental health or mental illness uh, from David Cage. No surprises there. We, when we were covering some of the heavy rain stuff, uh, in Indigo Prophecy, at one point you have to go into a, an insane asylum, and it's like it's it's almost like Arkham Asylum levels of like, oh, look at all the scary, crazy people in this mental asylum. Yeah. Ooh. Except it's not based off a comic book. Exactly. It's not so a you fictional don't have comic. That it's, just a, it's, it's just David Cage portraying a an asylum in a horrible way. Just a really yeah. I don't know. Did you have you guys? I don't know. That seems like a common thing. It, it reminds me also of when we played through a bit of uh, uh, condemned criminal origins, because they they really do like all of the enemies. The idea is that all the enemies in the game are like crazy, and even in uh, Borderlands Two, the 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 enemies are called psychos uh, because they have gone insane because of exposure to uh, it's- like. Is it Iridium? Iridium, or like, yeah, just uh, mining the resources on Pandora. They managed to be, to get into a state where they're crazy. And, and there were times when sometimes the, the, the picture of mental illness there is like, uh, you know, I've got the shiniest meat tricycle. And it's very kind of flashy and forward. And like, it's it, it, the, the psychos are supposed to be like uh, funny and endearing and kind of like, wow, look at the wacky, zany... Mental illness. But it's Mad Max-esque. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I really do. And in like that, I think that depiction has its place. But I do prefer Senua's Sacrifice for like a really interesting and, and thoughtful look into what it means to, to have that. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but isn't the game that you're currently playing, Celeste, isn't that supposed to be an accurate depiction of mental illness in a way? Yeah, yeah. yeah that captures uh, anxiety pretty well. And the the struggles with panic attacks and also overcoming adversity uh, with having those issues with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually really good. It's it's a really well paced narrative. I'm finding out uh, the more I think about it. Each each level kind of advances that that arc on the the main character Madeline's journey. Yeah, towards overcoming her her mental illness. It's. It's really good. It's I, very strong. I yeah, recommend it. I watched some bits that you were playing through, and I really liked the uh, some of the, the the more introspective moments where you have Madeline kind of talking to a different part of herself, and I th- I found those parts really interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that has that has an interesting progression too. And uh, Madeline also has uh, panic attacks during the game. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil that too much because right. the, the way it's represented in game. Uh, and and the way it's solved, I think, is is very interesting. It's cool, man. It's yeah, real cool. It's, it's really cool. It's a beautiful game. Um, but yes. Uh, and actually, so from there, moving forward, uh, I do have another. I have more of an anecdotal story for you guys. Uh, 
And it's the unlikely story of how a small indie developer went from uh, almost having no concurrent players to over 55,000 concurrent players in a 24-hour period after one horrifying mistake and a lot of incompetence on Steam's part. Uh, So, uh, an indie developer uh, accidentally revoked thousands of Steam keys um, after when... uh, So, it was a multiplayer space shooter... Evil Evilvation released February 2017 that failed to find an audience and in an effort to kickstart its audience they gave out thousands of free Steam keys. This didn't pan out for them and so the, the indie developer decided to just revoke them or get rid of them. But by doing this they accidentally petitioned Steam to remove access from their game from people who had actually paid to play it. So as a result... A bunch of people on the internet got really angry and review bombed the the video game and gave it the highly negative rating. So as compensation for the mistake, well, sort of, Valve put it up on the front page, made it free, and it got picked up by tons and tons of people because there was so much controversy that was drummed up because of it. And as a result, the game went from um, an all-time... Yeah, so... yeah, the count of the game, it went from like one concurrent player or just a few concurrent players to currently uh, it's got about, and I have the number down here, uh, Hyper is now in the process of upgrading its service to deal with the new influx, which despite falling off dramatically, still sits at a 24-hour peak of nearly 55,000 concurrent users. Um, so it's a success story. Because Valve did their job so poorly that they managed to accidentally make us make an indie developer popular, um, and I think this highlights a lot of things, like how busted and uh, terrible the Steam platform is to indie developers. Uh, because it clearly shows that there was an audience for this game, uh, and that the the only thing stopping it was uh, exposure to that audience or exposure to a large enough group of people which upsets me because steam is is deluged in uh nonsense and terrifying like a bunch of shovelware and really kind of useless or poorly designed or poorly made games and they've been saying for a long time that they would implement some kind of uh creative control or some kind of uh manual review system they even got rid of Steam Greenlight, their primary system by which people, the community, could vote on games that they thought were uh, worthy of it, but instead turned into a shady, uh, <laughs> favorite, like, mafia-esque back alley where you'd like you'd be like all right listen man i'll give you a couple of free steam keys if you just give you know give us a couple hundred upvotes on my game um it became that seedy underbelly and as a result steam got rid of it but now thanks to steam and they can now bumble their way to success and it upsets me (laughs) immensely i mean to be fair i think the whole thing with all the the shovelware and, and green light I think that was a different issue. Though Steam does have a lot of problems, this sounds like they just made a really stupid mistake. Yeah. Uh, they so <laughs> Greenlight was flawed in concept, and they implemented that intentionally. Like, that was doomed from the get-go. That was just a bad idea. Yeah, so according to the post by the game developer, they petitioned Valve to undo the key ban, claiming that it was a, quote, honest mistake, but was denied three times 
from Valve without explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Valve. Good job. Just a, a really incredible inability to, to listen to your developers or even kind of help. And so, like, I, I just... So why did they put it on the front page after they, they banned... Because, uh, so, initially, it was an accident. Uh, the, the developer made an accident, and they were like, hey, Steam, can you revoke these keys? Steam was like, sure, and revoked a bunch of keys, but some of the keys were legitimate, and people had actually bought the game, which caused people to review bomb it. And they were like, hey, Steam, can you, can you undo that, please? Because that was a mistake. And Steam got... Steam Put deni- it on the front page? Well, Steam denied it three times without explanation, and then... Uh, it, so, in the meantime, my company is getting ruined by negative reviews, hateful comments, and bad publicity by, press, by the pressing non-incidentally on a single button. Ultimately, Valve's, respon- re- Valve's, response, Valve's response was to make the game temporarily free, which quickly led to the number of players uh, skyrocketing. So, like, Valve realized they made a mistake and were like, okay, sorry, here it's free now for a couple of, uh, for, for, <laughs> for a bit Everybody, come on in. So that that was intentional, putting it on the front page. Yes. That was like that was Valve being like we made a it, we I made guess. a whoopsie. Yes. Okay. And well, it, it did seem to fix it. It did, and then it not only lifted that game up, the game found an audience, got like the credibility and interest it deserved, and is now doing fine. What was initially a game that was like slated to fail or that was failing. Okay. So they made up for it. They did, but it also highlights how broken the system is right now that this is how a game can get popular on I, steam i, I mean would just it's say, a mistake they shouldn't have made it sounds like a fluke but this isn't uh, it shouldn't be a recurring thing i hope not yeah i'd have to agree with mike i think it was really just a lack of care on valve's part really yeah, yeah. like they just shouldn't have let this happen yeah but they did well the the other funny thing is, do you want to guess how much the company made from this with fifty five thousand uh, concurrent players? How much? Guess how much money? Guess wild None. guess. None. Yeah, probably eh, not a lot. They made a hundred dollars. Okay. Yep. <laughs> they made a hundred dollars. <laughs> which again wow. for exposure, they did great. Uh, and they don't have any options for monetization, but uh, is is still an issue. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it has a player base, it, so they can well, it, start actually it, implementing some sort of exactly microtransactions, funds, yes, microtransactions, right. <laughs> DLC, <laughs> sequels. Yep, uh, uh, not just DLC. Uh, you need to release DLC, but then cut off a piece of that DLC and serve it up as additional DLC. Day one DLC for your DLC. There we go. That's how you make money. Put some DLC in your DLC so you can DL while you DL on the C or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I heard you like DLC. <laughs> D- so we put some DLC <laughs> within your DLC. Uh, you can buy these extra skins. Uh, but uh, for a short time only, but you can only get them through random chance. I learned that from Blizzard. That's how you make money. Well, in, in their defense, though, like, it's just it's, cosmetic. It's just cosmetic. So, exactly. You make a good point. But don't you feel like a pleb when you run around without your nice pristine skins on? No, because they already ruined my main, so it doesn't matter. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. <sighs> R.I.P. Roadhog. Yeah, well, in that case, you just... Oh, all right, yeah. So I guess you're fine. 
It's okay. There's no point of feeling pride where there is none. I still have nice ones for him, though, so it's okay. (laughs) When I finally return. Yeah, when they finally unnerf Roadhog. It won't happen. It It, won't. It will never happen. So everyone's going to be upset again. Yeah. So just sauce on everyone. (laughs) Because he was. (laughs) Because that's what Roadhog was doing. He only ever sauced on people. And I'll be honest, as a mercy, he was really useful to be behind. Well, exactly. That's the point. It's, yeah, he was actually like a great... Before he got nerfed, I'd just like park behind a roadhog and just be like, Alright, I'm gonna get a lot of points. Let's go, guys. Exactly. Um, so unfortunately, it all comes down to that. And also, there's more good news, guys. The, like here, That's the theme for this episode. It's just unending good news. Because Skybound has picked up The Walking Dead. They're, the, they're picking it up. Oh, so much hope. Yeah, so much hope. Uh, so they got someone. They got someone. They got Skybound to pick up The Walking Dead the final season. And they are attempting to... Uh, draw in as many of the original development team as they can, though many people are very hesitant because they won't be able to offer any kind of stable employment. It's just to finish the the project for The Walking Dead final season. So uh, I'm not sure how many Telltale developers will want to do that, uh, but it's very noble on Skybound's part. They're... Um- I was going to say, so then Skybound can lay them Sacrifice off themselves? themselves. <laughs> so, yeah, they announced... Uh, Shortly after the initial announcement, Skybound head of publishing Ian Howe assured fans the original team would complete the game, pro- would complete the project, saying, "We don't believe the game can be properly completed by anybody other than by anyone other than the members of the original team." Ha! <sighs> Adorable. It's so idealistic and lovely uh, that. That said, Skybound president Dan Murray told Variety in a new interview that he doesn't know how much of the original team can be secured for the project. We're doing our best to take care of the people, Murray said. Our intent is to work with the original team, but there are a lot of moving parts. I don't want to get into specifics about the deal itself, but I will say this. We're doing everything we can to do right by the people making this game. And that's not a huge upside for the corporate entity of, the te- of Telltale Games. So, uh, Well, I respect them for trying. Yeah, they're... They're trying. It's, it's pretty nice. Um, do you think that this will merit anything? I think it's more of a PR stunt than anything. Um, well, it's, it's, it's a way to get the original creator of the comics directly involved. Yeah. He founded Skybound. <laughs> they say that Robert this, Kirkman. this has nothing to do with, the, oh, with really? Telltale Games and everything to do with people involved in making the Walking Dead game. Yay. As long as Kirkman doesn't do what he did to the show. Yeah. I'd well, murder. I'm not well, sure that was his fault. No, so I don't that, think that wasn't did. him. No, but no. he did the comic. Yeah, the good, the the, the well, really yeah. good comic. Yeah. Then I retract my statements, and as long as whoever did that to the show is stay, not involved, stays away. <laughs> you stay, go away. You stay away from that game. You hear me now? <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I, I saw this and I thought, like, oh, good. And then I kind of realized that it it's not exactly as good as it seems. It's kind of bittersweet. Still sweet, but like, eh, all right. We can, we can finish the project, but it's not likely. Or even if it is, like, it's probably not going to have the entirety of the original team. And even so, the developers won't be getting, uh, you know, compensation or that many, that much compensation or 
job security, which is really what this is all about. But hey, at least The Walking Dead's final season will get finished, guys. Yeah, yay. All right. Maybe. Maybe. It's still a maybe. Yeah. They'll I'm sure they'll supplement. Oh no. This good news theme is uh it's starting to (laughs) well it's starting to fall apart. Well, I mean, at least they did get someone, though the person they got, I mean, it makes sense that they got him. Yeah. Doesn't want one of his, uh... <laughs> if, if, if they had actually left, like, the Walking Dead final season to sink, it would be, like, a beautiful, horrifying monument or ruin to Telltale. Just, like, the single, like, look at this broke, this uncompleted... Um, m- like monument or the the final cornerstone of the series unfinished. I am a monument to all your sins. What is that from? That is the grave mine from Halo Three. Absolutely. Huh? Yeah, that's ap- that's pretty appropriate. Um, precisely. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful time, and I'm real glad that we don't have to look upon the horrified, ruined corpse of Telltale's. The Walking Dead final season, we can instead look upon the horrified, ruined corpse of Telltale as an entity. Cool. Reanimated by Skybound. Yes. Well, currently just being puppeted by Skybound. They've attached marionette strings and are just going to parade it. They're going to drag it across the finish line and then drop it. So, there we go. I was going to say, there might still be a... uh, a horrible, desecrated monument to right. Telltale's sins, depending it's just, on how this game goes. It's just the walking, shambling abomination of <laughs> The Walking Dead. The, the walking final dead. <laughs> Yay! Look at that! I mean, it's, shambling abominations, it's appropriate. It's all thematically connected. Because if there's one thing we do here on Pixel Hunt, it's stick to the themes. And the theme this week is positivity. <laughs> and zombie apocalypses. And names that foreshadow. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of foreshadowing, it's that time of the evening. I don't know if, well, this would technically be a type of foreshadowing, but guys, it's time for the weather. Are you ready? Currently in Iowa City, it's 51 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, but guys, what does it feel like? Mike, you were outside for, you were outside most recently. How'd it feel? Wow. It felt cold. What would you it say? felt like 50. 50 instead of 51? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Living on the edge there. Yeah. It felt like torture. So what is that? Is that an acceptable answer? I'm sorry, we're going to need it in numerical form, please. Uh, I'd quantify torture beginning around 48 degrees. 48 degrees? And I'm going to go with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Oh, man, he's right. The The real feel is 42 degrees. Dang it! I am the champion. He is correct. My God. Yep. There we go. 42 degrees. Freezing. It's cold out there. Put on a jacket. And I didn't even look at his phone. Yeah. I'm impressed, Jim. (laughs) It was 70 degrees this morning. That's absurd, man. What is going on? This place is ridiculous. That's why I'm wearing shorts and a (laughs) t-shirt. And flip-flops. And flip-flops. Because it was 70 (laughs) degrees this morning. And I did not change. Welcome to Iowa City. The place where the weather doesn't matter. <laughs> the place where the weather's made up and <laughs> the points and don't your clothes ma- don't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Iowa City. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, so let's let's just keep going on this train of positivity. 
uh, UK retailer Game is now selling Call, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 early uh. by about <laughs> six hours. Congratulations, uh, because the reason they have to release it early is because of the uh, 50 gigabyte day one patch uh, that's necessary for the game to run properly. I'm sorry, <laughs> did you say 50 gig? That's yes. correct, uh, though the final download is around 55 gigabytes total. Activision recommends around 112 gigabytes of free hard drive space for, quote, <gasps> an optimized experience. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a World of Warcraft player, and those numbers are still staggering. Yeah, most what m- is going on? Apparently, most modes will need to to will need the update fully installed to be launched. Though the game's battle royale mode blackout can be played at around the thirty percent completion mark. So they they took care of the battle royale mode in there first. Whoa. Great, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so for for any listeners in the UK or anybody who is looking forward to getting their Black Ops Four a little bit early, though it's only to because the download size is so big, and you're going to need a few hours uh, to actually download. Can you imagine trying to do that through our internet? No, I can't. Uh, I cannot. <laughs> Media Cub laughs maniacally. <laughs> it would actually. What it would do is it would take us within fifty nine gigabytes, but those last gigabyte, that last singular gigabyte, would would crawl to nothing. It'd be like point zero zero one bytes are loading it. Uh, it'll and then at one point, MediaCom will be like negative uh, five gigabytes per second. And you're like, what does that mean? It means Media they're c- overwriting your hard drive. Exactly. They're removing game. I'd be uh, able to drive to the headquarters and play it there first before it's done downloading at our place. Exactly. Like you might, yeah, you might as well take a plane to England uh, and go do it there. So yeah, uh, beautiful. It's it's just a it's a real big game, but people are going to be able to. It will go on sale at six p.m. Uh, BST. I think that's British Standard Time on Thursday, October eleventh. Uh, and so the game will not be playable until midnight on the twelfth. Woo! But you'll still be able to have it on your hard drive, just in time. Being a hog. Oh yeah! Just <laughs> taking up a a full fifty-five to one hundred and twelve gigabytes. How? What kind of a range is that on a game? Who who gives a range like that? And it's like for an optimized experience, you really want an extra. Honestly, like, I suspect on compressed audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Think do. of all the <laughs> Minecraft stories you could fit with that <laughs> amount of storage. Oh. There was a there was a huge thing about uh, when the first Titanfall came out. That was yeah, fifty five gigabytes or something, which Ooh. was absurd for that game because it was just multiplayer maps. Right? Was it just audio? It was, it, it was like thirty to forty gigs of uncompressed audio. That's a <laughs> they just were like thirty two bit wave files, yeah. just like flying around no, in there. No. Uncompressed. Oh, it's this whole the whole thing. Oh my god, they just had the yeah. No, oh, no, no, no compression, just the audio. Perfect audio. Ooh, it's so pure. Wow, just need that really good audio. Just so as you know, BST yeah. is actually British summertime. Oh, wow. Well, summertime. Well, all right then. Change summertime based? and the living is easy. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. I I had no idea. Does it change based on the season? No. I'm not familiar with well, our British our, our time changes based on the season. Daylight savings. Yeah, I, for that you know that yeah. those, maybe that's what they're talking for, about for those farmers. A really outdated thing that we do as a country that, for the farmers <laughs> that kills people. Wait, what? 
Well, yeah, you didn't know that, like, I think it's when huh? time, it's either springs forward or goes back. People aren't, like, adjusted to the time so that when they wake up in the morning to go to work, they're far too tired to drive and there's a lot more car fatalities at that time. For the farmers. For the so, farmers, yeah. This, I mean, nobody listening to the show actually cares, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say it anyway. You hear that, audience? Uh, the British actually, like... They they tr- they have a separate name for their daylight savings time, really? or rather, yeah, British summertime is their daylight is their like word series for daylight savings time. Hmm. Oh, okay. Their phrase word series. What is wrong with me? Yeah, their word series. Oh, uh, so you know what, guys? Too many high school essays. If yeah, ah <laughs> uh, yes, uh, and I, one of the occasional glimpses into our lives. Uh, but if you guys, uh, if anybody wants to prove Jim wrong. Uh, you can at me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, please at me. Uh, <laughs> please subscribe. Uh, <laughs> just do whatever you can. Um, but actually, uh, I'm going to take a quick minute to say that, like, hey, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can find us online on SoundCloud. We put up uh, within a couple of days or within 24 hours of this show, we take the recording I do a couple, a bit of editing. We put it back up on the site. And you can listen to these shows from past weeks uh, whenever you'd like. Uh, so we're working on that. And you can also find us on Twitter at a pixel hunt. Well, as long as you don't wait too long, because if I'm not mistaken, it does. Yeah, and we're working on that. But uh, for the, in the meantime, it's it's only the past two weeks. Well, potentially. I mean, how much does it cost 16, to get more? Sixteen dollars a month. I mean, we, it wouldn't cost that much yeah. for all four. Of all us right, to well, shell. sure. Sure. But bills to pay, you're right. <laughs> That's correct. Um, but even more good news is on the way, gentlemen. And I know what you're thinking. Malcolm, how could we have more good news? Well, guess what? Warner Brothers is distributing Cyberpunk 2077 in North America. Yeah, I, it's, it, it seemed like that was what, who, what was going to happen anyway. But it's just good to know that things are not going wrong. Uh, really, that's a big part of this too. Oh, what a what a high bar! Yeah, just that. <laughs> welcome to America, where the new bar is things aren't going catastrophically wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great day. And in other news, <laughs> things are going according to plan, and that's surprising. <laughs> we really did not expect that one. So, is it really going according to plan? Then? I mean, yeah. So, like, uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, Entertainment announced today that it will distribute Cyberpunk 2077. Yay! Uh, they the CD Projekt Red has worked with them uh, to distribute both The Witcher 2 and 3 in North America, and its European partner for The Witcher 3 was Bandai Namco, though the publisher's recently been the spat with CD Projekt Red over publishing rights due to a mix of partners between the Xbox 360 and PC versions in different uh, regions. It has not yet been announced who will handle the distribution in cy- for Cyberpunk in other areas. So while those other areas are cast into the unknowable chaos of who will distribute Cyberpunk 2077, the United States can rest assured that good old WB Interactive's got our backs. And also, they're ready to take our money. So yeah, we got it. We're <laughs> all good. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> Uh, thanks, also Warner. bring us back to the Arkham Knight days. Oh, ooh. <laughs> that released. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? what uh, happened? I haven't forgiven them for that. No one has forgiven them for that. <laughs> uh, when Warner Brothers, uh, <laughs> there was a port for Batman Arkham Knight uh, onto Steam, and uh, uh, the team in charge of porting it didn't have a lot of time or resources. Uh, and as a result... It was broken on release, 
And six months after release, it was still broken. They so took it off Steam. They took it off Steam. They, yeah. yeah. So WB hired a third-party team to, to port it to PC, and they had no experience with AAA games prior. Yeah. And so, understandably, could not... Well, and they weren't given a lot of time either. So, I don't really blame them. Not really on them. Comes out on Steam incredibly broken people are complaining of an appalling slideshow rather <laughs> yeah, than a game the, the frame rate would sometimes <laughs> dip down to single digits in certain parts it was yeah. more of a seconds per frame than yeah. frames per second yeah. precisely yeah. and get this there was a point there was a there's a little in in the initial ad campaign for the game there was a moment in which your game quote unquote breaks because this is something that happened in uh, Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum, in which the, when you get afflicted by the Scarecrow's fear juice or whatever, um, you're, you're, it makes it look like your game is hot, like resets or like your console shuts down. Uh, and everyone thought, like, man, why is it happening now? Oh, the game's just broken. It's not an ad campaign, and it's not intentional. The game's just just doesn't run. That would have been a really cool feature. If, like you get hit by Scarecrow and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, it's my, my worst fear has been realized my, the game is broken. My frames <laughs> have disappeared. They're no longer there. It's, it's like when the lag boss attacks you in World of Warcraft. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's Wait, a thing? What's the lag boss? The lag boss? The boss where your server ping goes way through the roof and all of a sudden everybody around you is running in place? Is this intentional? Of course. of course. Oh, no. Not. No. no. Oh. This is just what we call it okay. when somebody <laughs> lags out and we, I mean, it's really the lag boss is just your ISP. That's true. Yeah. It's the, the lag boss wears many faces. <laughs> For true. us, it is the face of Mediacom. The <laughs> <laughs> horrifying visage, the otherworldly presence. I'm supposed Mediacom. to be fighting the Lich King, but all I can see is Mediacom. <laughs> if, you're, if you're out on the West Coast, it's, it's um, Comcast. Oh, um, yeah. And on the East Coast, it's Comcast, too. Yeah, Comcast, so Comcast I have, in Illinois as well. I have, uh, I have many friends who um, have, have been, like, expecting a lag surge at any moment. They're like, oh, it's about to get Comcastic up in here, boys and girls. <laughs> oh no, the final boss is Comcast. <laughs> I can't I, win. I have had moments where, you know, we're on a fight for like three nights, and the only reason the boss isn't dead is because various ISPs are just awful. Just sputtering on us. That's amazing. Attempt after attempt God, after there's attempt. Gotta, I, I would love it if, if a game weaponized. My uh, my internet connection. That'd be great. I'd really love that. Like Rocket League does. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. More when like when you start doing really well too, and the, it's like, the, oh, sorry, we the, can't no, have no, that. No, no, no. The Comcast guy comes up in his van, <laughs> breaks into your home, and smashes your router with a hammer. Not to be <laughs> not to be confused with the Konami collector. Who will oh, break yes. into your home for exactly. other reasons? We have also the, also spoken. Of. They the work Comcast. together. <laughs> sometimes the Comcast. Sometimes they carpool. Yeah, sometimes the Comcast man and the Konami Konami collector like both dual break into your house. 
and steal your money and your internet connection. Hurry, <laughs> hurry you break his stuff while I shake him down for money. <laughs> Quick, get rid of that internet connection. They call oh. it dual booting. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> DBing. Uh, dual booting. Um, it's just a, a, a fantastic cavalcade of nonsense and terrifying. That's that's amazing though. That like, God that. <laughs> That we have a name for it. It's just, yeah. I just playing World of Warcraft, and then all of a sudden, you hear windows like <laughs> being smashed downstairs, and a hand reaching through the door to unlock it, and lo and behold, it's Comcast. It's Comcast. It's not- if Comcast is breaking into our house, they're doing it wrong, because it should be Mediacom. Yeah, Mediacom, uh, let me in. I just want your internet connection. It's really just a different face they wear, Jim. Yeah, it's, it's the... Honestly, I, some cable guy nonsense. It's actually, yeah, some horrifying cable guy nonsense. I just love the idea of a final boss... Like a Sephiroth theme place, and it's just the MediaCom logo just like floating out to the center. The MediaCom logo with a single black wing. And you're like, oh no, please, I'm, I'm sorry. Give me. Like, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to go talk to Blizzard and have them like implement a joke dungeon somewhere. It's just full of bosses that are all memes. So it's Kaelthos. Like the first boss is Kaelthos. It was merely a setback. Uh, and then subsequent bosses are all just like, or there's a boss that is like this cuboid shape, and on each face of the cube, there's another ISP's logo, right? It's and a, it just spins around, and each logo has a different attack mode. It's that actually it uses. it's connected to like uh, the the Cthulian uh, old gods, and they're like, there's it's some kind of oh, madness yeah. the, engine. The puzzle, <laughs> no, no, the puzzle box of Yog Saron just like flips all of its faces inside <laughs> out, and come. on the inside are like ISP <laughs> logos. Yeah, like, oh no, oh god, they're here. Only if one of those is Dat Boy. <laughs> I'm not the. Do you not the, remember the little the frog, frog on a unicycle? Frog on a unicycle. Here comes that boy, Jim. Oh, what's up? Oh, I'm sorry. That one's um, outside my wheelhouse. Oh, sorry, it's an old one. Yeah, it's absolutely That's old. really old. It's, it's an old okay. meme, it's, sir, but it checks out. <laughs> I was about to clear them. I hope it never leaves for good, Mike. <laughs> it's a one, classic. One of I'll my give, I'll give you that. <laughs> Saying that a meme is classic. Yeah, huh. just classic memes. Not possible. Can't wait for that. That's a paradox. Yeah. Like fire? <laughs> like, fire, yeah. that classic meme. I mean, isn't fire technically a meme? I, all right. L- look up the definition for meme, and I think I'm correct. All right. Fire a meme, though? I don't know. I mean, that seems kind of... I think we've gotten fire a little bit ever. off topic. I apologize, gentle viewers. <laughs> it's the most fire meme ever created. Um Okay, guys, I'm not joking. My internet has gone down. Okay. They, they heard us. They heard, They they can hear us. I'm going to well, try to get back in. At least they can't stop the we'll, signal. Then, Let me see if Sprint's oh no. in on that's, this, too. That's the perfect conclusion for our railing on ISP. <laughs> Just then. like, uh, they've, they're like, cut their connection. And I have no internet now. <laughs> cut their connection. All they're right. talking too much. It came back. Though that would, All right. That would I kind have... of presume that they're listening to our show, which is... Dubious at we're, best. We're giving us ourselves too much. Price. I have the definition for meme right here in my hand. Oh, hit us, Tyler. Right. What is it? Noun: an element of a culture or system of behavior that may be considered to be passed from one individual to another by non-genetic means, especially imitation. All right, I guess people can imitate making a fire. Correct. 
By non-genetic that's, means, that's, Malcolm. That's like the Richard Dawkins definition. <laughs> that is abs- that's the that is the highfalutin right, smart right. boy and, version of a meme. And also a humorous image, video, piece of text, etc. That is copied often with slight variations and spread rapidly they by see, internet users. They're, they're, those are the memes we know. And it's the memes that I want to see. So I'm petitioning it now, audience... If you can hear us out there, go out there and you make as many ISP memes as you can. Meme it, make memes about Mediacom. Make memes about the final boss of your game being a giant uh, <laughs> picture floating Comcast logo. Do it, please. Oh, and let's not forget CenturyLink, too. They're yeah. not off the hook. Oh, either. no. CenturyLink is very close to it. And I'm looking at you, too, Time Warner Cable, you weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, Weirdo is not the word I would use. I know it's not. It's not the word I would use either. But the I I, I cannot say that word. Yeah, it's, it's right. only one word. It's not a series of words. Yeah, it's a lot of I, words. But yeah. I have a list <laughs> that I keep and I read to myself every night before I go to sleep. Right. Just, ooh. I call ooh. it. I call it my litany. <laughs> It helps me relax. <laughs> it's like Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. It is actually like that. Yeah. It's your people to kill list. <laughs> it's my it's my internet service providers to angrily write an, <laughs> yeah. write an email to Dude, and then be I, ignored. I'm telling you, there's no point in doing that, Malcolm, because they like they enjoy that. They do. Reading they, your I do believe like, they, discretions. They, they oh, wait. I know exactly which boss <clears throat> would be the ISP. Yeah, who's that? Algalon the Observer. <laughs> The achievement for defeating him? Looks like you're him? having a little bit of internet connection problems there, buddy. Uh, yeah, Alkalon, if you have internet connection problems, you gonna die. Or at least yeah. if you're doing it at level. But uh, no, the achievement for beating him is called He Feeds on Your Tears. Oh my god, that's actually Mediacom. It's true. God. <laughs> What's that? You're having trouble with your internet. Please, tell us more. It's that episode <laughs> of South Park where they go to the cable companies. And they're just like, oh, just how much does it inconvenience you? <laughs> please so, tell me more. <laughs> please tell me more. Um, yes. All right. Well, let's and let's keep going with all this positivity because a Paul W. S. Anderson movie is coming out. And do you get yeah, can, can you the get, best Anderson? That's right. The, oh. be, the better Anderson. Uh, what? And can you? Can you? There's. There's, there's there's the three Andersons yeah, in there's, Hollywood. There's Paul W. S. Anderson. There's Wes Anderson. And who's the third? Paul T. Anderson. Paul, who? What has he done? P. T. Anderson. Oh, yeah, you know what he's done. Uh, Phantom Thread most recently. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so oh P. T. Anderson, that guy. Wes Anderson, and Paul. No wait, Paul. Which what are they? Ah, whatever. The there are three Andersons. Uh, this one is the one that's known for doing uh, the video game movies. Uh, can you guess what video game movie's coming out? Minecraft Story? No, thankfully. <laughs> that would be horrific. I remember hearing something about it, but I, I don't remember. It's Monster Hunter. It's, nice. wow. Yeah. Really? Like yeah. So Monster Hunter is officially getting its live action movie adaptation, Capcom has confirmed. The Japanese publisher announced that the movie has been slated for production and offered the first details on its plot and who was involved. The announcement confirmed that Paul W.S. Anderson, best known for best known to gamers for his Resident Evil film series, will serve as both writer and director. So, uh, it, this was it was first revealed back in 2016 that there was a penned script. Uh, it's going to be Constantin uh, Film, a German, a German movie production firm that has previously released titles such as Asphalt Gorillas and Sauerkraut Coma. 
Meanwhile, Japanese company Toho will distribute the film in Japan. Did you just nonchalantly breeze past those like what? it's normal? You can, you can not say that without laughing immediately after. Titles such as Asphalt Gorillas and Sauerkraut Coma. So, Coma with a K, by the way. Oh, oh man, that's even and better. In defense of the movie adaptation, as a fan of Monster Hunter myself, well, at least the newer one. Sorry, let me correct myself. Sure. It's not like the plot's very developed well, or great anyway. The movie the will be based no. on Capcom's best selling series of fantasy games centering around, quote, two protagonists who come from different worlds and must cooperate in fighting monsters in order to survive. I could do nice. that. Nice. Uh, and it's actually like it's one of Capcom's most prominent franchises. Oh, it wait. sold 50 million units worldwide, and 10 million of those sales were from this year's Monster Hunter World. It's it's hugely popular in Japan. Absolutely. Always has been. Oh, yeah. It's just only since World has it become really popular in North America. As long <laughs> as they get Dwayne The Rock Johnson to reprise his role from Rampage. Oh, good. my. If they, if they actually, I'm not going to lie, if they do get Dwayne The Rock Johnson up in there, I might, maybe. Yeah. Like, more... like, do, do you mean playing the same character? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same movie. You mean movie. Dwayne same The Rock Johnson? <laughs> just more Japanese. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would. Uh, how would you? How would you put makeup on that man? To li- you don't put no, makeup on that man. You don't. Oh, no, that's just no, the no, rock, no. and you accept him as he is. That's right. Enough. In in Monster Hunter, all the characters are white <clears throat> slash European well, you know archetypes. What? Anyway, time could, to change that. They could be any race they want. Yeah, that's so right. They, they can be. And you know who's going to be leading the charge for diversity? Capcom. Yeah. Um, the Japanese we'll company that's not at all known for its diversity and or inclusiveness. But maybe Paul W.S. Anderson will hire, as the director and writer, uh, I don't know who's in charge of casting, but they might be able to swing someone who isn't white. But Capcom has maybe. plenty of diversity in their games. Like, yeah. isn't Street Fighter Capcom? Yeah, how many? What about Dawson? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the only Indian character in yeah. their entire Street Fighter series? Yeah, that has that like I some know Mr. Of? Fantastic powers. Yes. And wait a minute, isn't the fact that he's a yogi kind of offensive? I don't look, that's neither here nor there, okay. <laughs> we, can point, but we can point fingers at you know, whatever we want. Let's not delegate blame or get lost in this. He's, the point is, he's a person of color and that's all you need to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about the other details. Well, yeah, and uh, uh, there is an African-American boxer in that game, that's I right. sworn. That's right, Balrog, whose Balrog. initial name was M. Bison, because he was supposed to be named after M. Tyson, but they changed it because of the... Uh, they... They named him Balrog? Yes. Uh, that was initially supposed to be... Uh, a, a, I think M. Bison's name was supposed to be Balrog. But they switched the names because M. Bison was supposed to be really... Or, so his, his name was supposed to be M. Bison because he's supposed to be Mike Tyson. Right. But then the allegations of Mike Tyson biting off... Well, not the allegations. He bit someone's ear off. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, that time Mike Tyson bit someone's ear off, they were like, Ooh, uh, not a great look for our game, so let's just switch those names around and maybe no one will notice. And so M. Bison became the the big bad. The for, boss character. Yeah, the boss character. They just changed the names. Depending how you look at it, Mike Tyson was the big bad. Yeah. Well, mm, in, that, for that man's face, yes. Yeah, in some respects. Just, they actually, they captured, in his pixel portrait, they, they captured it pretty well. I'm, uh, I'm just still stuck on Balrog because, you know, creature of shadow and flame. Correct. Like, the really only, cool. Only African-American character. Named after 
That's a, a good, creature of darkness. That's a good point, actually. Maybe he chose it for himself. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I know. It's, it's, well, you can't defend it. I'm not actually defending it. No, nobody's it. defending it. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yep. because obviously the people who chose that name for him in creating that character were not black. Big whoops. So, yeah, <laughs> big mistake. Uh, 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 yeah, so, uh, yeah, he appears in the original Street Fighter, but he's recognized as a separate character. Um, yeah. So, uh... Man, I'm just the master of getting us off topic, huh? Yeah. No, it's a good skill. It's a good skill to have. Um, and absolutely. We actually... We do have to take a quick moment and listen to something, but we'll be right back after this. Hello and welcome back. Uh, so, uh, yeah. We, um... For those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to Pixel Hunt uh, in uh, here on 80, uh, CareUI 89.7 FM, Iowa City, Iowa City's former sound alternative. Uh, for those of you just joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to Pixel Hunt, led by me, Malcolm Cano, uh, Mr. Michael Carl, Mr. James Baker, and Mr. Tyler Durr. Uh, and we recount and discuss all kinds of video game news and controversies and speculations and speaking of speculations, we do have something that we did want to talk about. Uh, so last week, uh, someone called into the show and asked if we might be able to talk a bit about Harry Potter games, or the sufficient lack thereof. Um, little did I know that apparently, according to the news, there was a leak, uh, and I just need to pull it up here, but apparently there was a leak that there was a, uh, a Harry Potter game, a new Harry Potter game, somewhere in the works. But I did want to start by talking about you guys' experiences with Harry Potter games of the past. So, what did you guys play, if you played any Harry Potter games? I played one, and I think Jim might say the same. I played the very first, I think the first game they ever made, which was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Wait... No way, me too. PC, did you play that one too? No, but it was on PS2. Oh, okay, yeah, I played it on PC, and I remember, all I really remember is thinking it was really difficult, I couldn't figure out how to get rid of the, um, now, now I'm, I can't remember what it's called, even though I just watched the first movie, uh, what the, um, Vine is called, uh, what is that called? I would. My brain is saying venomous tentacula, but I know that's not right. No. Um, Devil snare. Devil snare. That's I had to it. remember it in Hermione's yeah, voice. Devil snare. Devil it's snare devil snare. That's what I was trying to think of too. Yeah. That there, that's in the game, obviously, since it's in the movie, and I remember it being in a completely different <clears> place. <throat> it had nothing to do with the movie. It was just blocking a passageway, or like there was a part where you had to platform it's or something. Good. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I just kept dying. That's all I remember. <laughs> and I think I never got past that part. I, yeah. she's bad at it. Did you? Any of you guys play any other Harry Potter games? I'm pretty sure that was the only one I actually played. I'm looking at just a list of Harry Potter games, and 
Yeah, I think that was it. I always wanted to play the Deathly Hollows one because that looked really bad. Oh yeah, on on Wii. Just a, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, the, just, the one, yeah. the one where you just you just wave the wand like crazy and are just <laughs> are just like sniping people. <laughs> Wait, is it a first? Is it yes, a shooter? It, it, yeah, it's like a third person shooter where you just you just like whack people with spells and it's it's nonsense. <laughs> uh, that sounds amazing. I actually played the RPG uh, Game Boy games, uh, the ones where you would have like the turn based combat. Harry Potter games. Oh, those are probably way oh, better. Wait a minute, on I the, totally forgot about on the I Game Boy Advance. Too. Like, yeah, I totally forgot about these games until now. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's what um, happened. Actually, the other Harry Potter game that I played was a like free download game for your phone uh-huh. that tried to like entice you into paying money for what's supposed to be a free game by like letting you have more progression if you pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, aside from the pay gating, I was actually really having fun with that game, and then my phone ran out of space, and I had to delete it. Nice. So, yeah. Isn't uh, that the one where you just like go to different classes and? So there is a story to it. Um, your character is attending um, a cons- some period of time before um, the events of the the books, so. Snape is still there, Dumbledore is still there, but um, I, I forget what the significance of the events was going to be, but like you basically you're a generation ahead of Harry and, oh, nice. his, and his friends. So yeah. you're kind of seeing this is what Hogwarts is like when the world isn't about to end. Yeah, and it's all <laughs> it's all happiness and fun times and like devil snare jokes. Uh, that last one gets a little weird. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun time. And then I deleted it from my phone. So, there's that. But, uh, the title of this game is Harry Potter Magic Awakened, uh, and it's apparently an RPG. Uh, there was leaked footage, uh, by a, (laughs) by a Redditor who goes by the name of Vape This Bro. (laughs) Who claimed that he was shown the video as part of some market research, and in his words, do you think a random internet stoner would have the skills and patience to create this video, question mark, when asked about the validity of his claims? So I guess touche, sir? Touche, Mr. Vape This Bro, you got us. How could you possibly have faked it? You're an internet stoner, but... Or just play up your incompetence. Exactly. But they actually, like, se- like Eurogamer picked this up, Variety Magazine picked this up, and there does appear to be a new Harry Potter RPG game because there's professionally made footage from what appears to, like, what actually what features a sweeping vista of Hogwarts. And while the original was taken off due to copyright, um, there are still plenty of mirrors all over. Warner Brothers... Uh, has now removed footage on YouTube due to copyright claims, although there are mirrors still available. And posted alongside the video was a press release sounding description of the game, which mentions a 19th century setting starting a fifth year student who joins Hogwarts as a late arrival. You'll be able to curse and possibly kill dark wizards and goblins. Choose from eight character classes in either Act Good or Evil. While it's not The Witcher 3, it sounds more mature in tone to the Harry Potter games. So, like, the idea is that in this game, you just show it's the 19th century, so we're talking like maybe um, anywhere from Fantastic Beasts 1920s Hogwarts to like 60s, 70s, 80s. It could be anywhere or 1800s. 19th century. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's Sorry, 1800s. You, ooh, yes, my bad. 
1800s. So uh, starting right at the, the top, potentially around the War of 1812 with uh, Canada and the United States and England, all the way up to and through the Civil War and into potentially the Grover Cleveland and uh, w- uh, William McKinley presidencies. So we'll see. Pretty rich time period. Um, I don't think they're really going to interact with any of them. They will. Well, no, the War of 1812 is going to be a big part of this game, I can assure you. Well, no, yeah. it just takes, it takes Magic. place in the UK, does it not? Yeah, it will take place at Hogwarts. So the War of 1812, that will have happened in the last 60 or so years or something. So watch yeah. out. Why would they involve that? What? Because, because they can. It's completely they, separate. Let's bring like, in real world issues gotta, gotta to get this those, wizarding world. Gotta fight those Yanks. Um, burn down that White House. Oh, um, Topical. Oof. Oh my. Hold on. Jim, do you mind talking a bit more? Can you hear me? Ooh, wow. That's rough. There we go. Now you're back in. All right. I'm going to stop fiddling with my uh, headphone cord. I'm worried we may not have been able to hear your wonderful voice. Yeah. I just, sorry about sweet, sultry tones. Correct. That's right. The tones only, (laughs) only allowed on radio. Um, (laughs) So apparently. tones. Yeah. So. There is speculation, and according to Eurogamer, there is one Utah-based Avalanche software which previously made the Disney Infinity series, not to be confused with the Swedish Avalanche Studios of Just Cause fame. But after the cancellation of Disney Infinity back in 2016, Avalanche was briefly closed but has been bought up by Warner Brothers Interactive. And Warner Brothers Interactive are the people that hold the, uh, the Harry Potter... Um, Franchise rights? Yeah, they yeah. do. And Warner Brothers in general. Exactly. Yeah. So... It would appear that we have a studio in Utah that's known for uh, handling media properties that's been silent since 2016 and the potential leak of market resources that might suggest that there is a Harry Potter game on the way and it's an RPG in the vein of The Witcher 3, which makes me excited uh, because potentially we might be looking at uh, I don't know a whole a, a the rena- the renaissance of uh, Harry Potter games. Uh, what was initially you know when the first Harry Potter games came out and even I remember on like the PlayStation Two I remember seeing like the Goblet of Fire was interesting and pretty okay but like as far as I'm concerned that was kind of the 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 height of Harry Potter games and then they started to kind of decline and became more movie tie-in stuff. But this one might provide us with an actual narrative. So. In, we're going to go into full speculation mode, and I would like to ask you guys, what kind of experience or story would you want to play in a Hogwarts-themed RPG-style game? Like, what do you want to do? What are some things you'd want to do as, a, as an 18th or 19th century wizard? 18th century wizard, oh boy. Uh, no, 19th century wizard at Hogwarts. Uh, personally, I just want to play someone that's not Harry. Cool. And I think <laughs> that's why... I think that's part of the reason why the the previous game franchise, at least, failed so much, or like why it never really blew up, why people were never really praising those games, is because they were so closely tied to the film. And we we talked about this a couple weeks ago too, with movie tie-ins and adaptations. And usually, when they try to stick so closely to the narrative, they lose a lot in terms of actually rewarding gameplay because i think that harry potter has always been conducive like the universe itself to choice right 
because and RPG systems because there's a lot available to you. Yeah. You could have a persona style game almost. Yes. I, I love where the idea. half is because that's what Harry Potter is yeah. ultimately. It's half going to class and creating friendships, half breaking the rules and going on adventures. Exploring yeah, exactly. Oh. Exploring and so like a, a persona style Harry Potter would be awesome. And I'm I'm so absolutely jazzed for uh in depth uh, like customization, like oh my god, you're telling me that I can specialize in charms and defense against the dark arts, and I can kind of just forget about potions. Or if I wanted, I could become some kind of crazy potion master botanist mix. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine I... running around with defense against the dark arts specialization and Felix Felicis? Ex- well, that's the thing. Ah, so cool. I got a second what Malcolm and Mike said. I think a mix of both of those two sounds like a Harry Potter game that I might actually look into buying. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Wouldn't it be interesting to be, and then there's also the, you could, it would almost have, potentially you could have like a Mass Effect like relationship system where you bring your friends or you find other wizards and you're like, hey, they're a really good potion person. What if I get them on my team and get an ally? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And you roll out with your squad. I can only get so enticed, Malcolm. You have to stop right there, or I'm going to have to go <laughs> buy it this, right now. This game's enticing. Also, it goes further deep. It goes deeper down the rabbit hole. Because remember the Utah developer I mentioned? Well, the only subsequent project they had to date was Carth, was a Cars 3 film tie-in. Yes. Launched in June 2017. But Avalanche has been staffing up for a larger product for some time, and job postings from early 2017 ask for a deep understanding of British culture and grammatical presentation with a good knowledge of gaming narrative and branching storytelling, particularly in the realm of RPGs. Other postings around the same time also described Avalanche's next project as an RPG, a large-scale console game project, and a AAA-sized title. British Understanding! Grammatical presentations. It all makes so much sense. Too much sense, one might even say. It's an Oliver Twist game. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) It's a Dombey and Son game. It's a Dombey. It's a Tale of Two Cities. Oh, it's the Charles Dickens variety pack (laughs) of games. No, it's just going to be RPG Peggle 2. Yes. (laughs) With British accents. I would really like to see a Harry Potter game that touches on the relationships between the muggle world and the magical world. Wouldn't that be cool? Be- and like this is the kind of game that would give us the opportunity to do it because they, I mean, Harry didn't really do that because Almost the never. muggles in his life were the thing he was trying to get away from. Exactly. Hermione could have given us that window, but we didn't follow Hermione because... Right. She wasn't the main character for some reason. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see a game in which you get the choice to interact with the Muggle world and have, say, oh, I don't know, a Surrey PD police officer... As your, as one of your companions, right? It is the eighteen hundreds. Who doesn't have? Oh my god! Who doesn't have? You know, they they yeah. don't have any sort uh, of like yeah. magical talent. They're just clever, 
quick on their feet. Yeah. And has a club. A token muck. Got a billy club and they're ready to help. <laughs> and like uh, they they realize that no, this is like, it's like whatever you're yeah. facing because it's an RPG, of course you're going to be facing something. Right. But whatever it is, it's going to affect the muggle world and they're like one of two muggles who hasn't been brainwashed. That'd be so it'd be it, it's it reminds me of the character from Fantastic Beasts who they bring on who is like this this muggle uh, amazing comedic relief and actually very well acted in my opinion um but it, it's I, I think there is the potential to show people from different schools to really give us a portrait of what it means like what it, what's it like inside of the Slytherin house well let's learn a bit about them and not just ultimately villainize them off the right off the bat because they're not all bad they're not all bad Says the Slytherin. I'm, no, agree. I'm a Ravenclaw, gosh darn it. No, represent. Yeah, Woo! represent my... Hufflepuff! <laughs> Actually, yeah, we ain't got no Hogwarts in here. Or we ain't got no uh, Gryffindors in here. Uh, because they're off saving the day. Meanwhile, us nerds are over here talking about video games. But yeah, I think, like, I'm a Ravenclaw. Jim, I, I think you might be a Ravenclaw, I, too. I split time between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Especially depending on who you're asking. This at is fair. the time. And then, of course... Tyler, Hufflepuff, Strictly, yeah, yeah, and Mike, you <laughs> sneaky little snake, little Slytherin boy. Uh, yeah. Really? Is that, is that <laughs> so? I can't picture that. Oh, it's no, it's absolutely Mike. Yeah. When I first took the the Pottermore, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, ambitious, <laughs> driven, yeah, intelligent, <laughs> potentially a dark wizard. <laughs> Especially the latter. Just a smug, <laughs> condescending person um, that sometimes goes, Aah! and runs to their father for help. I, my father will hear about this. <laughs> yes. uh, special feat you can take in the RPG. My father will hear about this. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the, one of the best perks. <laughs> you are about to Oh, 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 hold this, on. A- this mic is giving us some real trouble tonight, There folks. we go. I mean, it is freshly fixed, apparently. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have to write down in the notes that it's still having a little bit. Please continue. Uh, yes. You're about to poke Draco. His father would hear about this. Exactly. <laughs> Draco um, will remember that. God. Oh, telltale oh. style. Oh. Oh. oh, no. It's too much. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you're telling... My heart oh. just stopped a little bit. Branch, oh. Branching storytelling. Uh, dialogue options. Mass Effect style team-ups. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Persona-like gameplay. Persona-like gameplay. <laughs> now, Stop. now Stop. all I need is a gay romance option, or even better, several gay romance options. And then we're and I'm just I'm just buying this game. I yeah. don't care. I, put yeah, a Dorian it, in that. Game. No, we should like, Morrigan somewhere in there if you look hard enough. I want I want a Draco XP. Okay. Amen. Amen. Just and it, and what I hope is that like and and that's the thing is like a triple A sized release. There's the potential that they will have the room and the time and the energy to actually make something like this. Ha! Ah, oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm pumped. You've um, you've done your magic. I know. <laughs> what can I say? I'm I'm great at getting a crowd together. Um, but thank you to the person on Twitter who reached out and asked for us to look into this because we stumbled across something really awesome. Uh, thank you so much. This is um, this is amazing. Um, speaking of which, I also wanted to just briefly state that I am I also really 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 want the ability. I love the idea of coming in as a fifth year right out right out of the gate. It's like you've already been to Hogwarts. You already you can kind of pick your specialization. Or you start your class off, and you're like, okay, uh, in the past couple of years, or what is it? It says that you. Um, 
Uh, one moment, and I just wanted to make sure I get this right. Um, yeah, starring a fifth-year student who joins Hogwarts as a late arrival. So, like, you, you, you transfer in transfer from Wizard student. Community College, yeah. I guess. Well, no, probably from another academy somewhere else. Fair enough. A smaller academy, and you get to go to the real big prestigious school. So that might be a good tie-in to other schools. Yes! It'd be interesting to see what other schools there are. Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe Besides can... the French school Ooh, and the Russian school. Maybe you could... Maybe you, like that's one of the choices you make at character creation is which school are you from, yeah. and that oh. helps control some of what your incoming capabilities are, like or how people interact. If with you're you. from if you're from Bo Batten, you have some specific special ability, or if you're oh, from man. Durmstrang, you have a different one. Mm. Um, mm. Oh man, so many possibilities. What happens if you're from the American Academy? Yeah, what if you transferred over from the American Academy? What then? Oh, it'd be so oh cool. Oh my god, they'd have to do they'd have to have an American voice and they'd have to have a whole bunch of lines between a whole bunch of people about, "Oh, you sound so American." Yeah. Oh my god, I want this game to be a thing. Um and I'm in the 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 fact that we don't know that much about it makes me very excited. I I I just I love being able to run wild with this idea. We haven't been tampered down by the harsh reality of reality. <laughs> That's <Tempered>. right. <laughs> reality. <laughs> reality does reality things. Sweet reality. Sometimes. Yeah, strain that mic. <laughs> Put it through its paces, Jim. Doing my best. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. I really like the idea of coming in as a fifth year. I love the idea of creating a backstory beforehand. I, I think, like, the, the variability in schools of magic is awesome, and I hope we see more of it. I, I love the idea that you can potentially... I, I think it'd be awesome if you could get up a crew of people and you could choose your house, and there are people from different houses that you can just hang around with and develop social links with. Oh, man! And you get bonuses if your combat team... Let's, let's say you get three companions that you can bring with you you get bonuses if your combat team has one people from one person from each house if, like i would lose my mind you i would get actually, a different bonus if you have i'll like, be honest like this game from one house this game hasn't even been announced and it's not even released but like that's what i'm gonna do i'm all gonna of, pick one person from each house and be like you're coming with me of the same arcana yeah or like you roll with an entire hufflepuff crew <laughs> dang straight you do you just hufflepuff it up that's right it's you and your buddies show up in bright yellow blazers is the Hufflepuff crew. <laughs> Dang straight. It's the, it's the Tunnel Snakes. Well, aren't Hufflepuff aren't the Hufflepuff, uh, Hufflepuff colors same as University of Iowa? Yeah, they're yellow and black, and they're badgers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, badger, badgers. badger, 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 badger. Mushroom, mushroom, snake. Here's a snake. snake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's an old one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're really scraping the bottom of the meme barrel tonight. Absolutely, we're going back. We're going back before cave. We're going back to caveman memes. Fire <laughs> flash videos. <laughs> no fire. The invention of oh, fire. The OG right. meme. We did <laughs> the first ever meme. Uh, no, but uh, I am I am immensely excited for this game, uh, and I think that it also. We don't even know that it's real. But I know. We're already excited. We don't know that it's real, but look at all of this ridiculous tangential evidence. It's all so coincidental and convenient. Ooh. Maybe this, maybe this viewer of ours is actually yeah. a plant 
from oh my the God. studio. It's a conspiracy. Who, who sent you a message oh, yeah. and said, like, hey, look into so this. Much. Well, they were like, like, this is the publicity no, this boost is, we this need. Is, this <laughs> is how you get it out. You start seeding it into these tiny, like these small unknown um like broadcasts and then people kind of hear about it from word of mouth and they're like i don't know where i heard it from some kind of dumb show on the radio with a bunch of yahoos from college yelling about video games but i think there might be a harry potter game on the way and so as a result nobody can place us because nobody knows who we are and now all 10 of our subscribers on soundcloud are informed (laughs) (laughs) that's right you heard it here first soundclouders is that what they're called I sure. Don't, I don't know. It's such Sound a, sure. Cloudies. They are now. I, I feel like Thunderers <laughs> might be a better... Fair enough. The Sound Cloudites. Um, but yeah, I. it's amazing. And I... God, I'm so jacked. All right. Guys, since we're, we're, we're hitting into the, the final stretch of the show, uh, single... Fa- single. What is the one thing, the thing you are most looking forward to in this potential new game, if it were to happen? What's the what's the one thing you would want or desire above all else? Pick one. Okay, I got one. Yeah. That scene at the end of the second movie where Lucius Malfoy almost kills Harry when he's twelve years old, except it becomes like a quick time event. So that, so so it's actually possible that Lucius Malfoy just murders a twelve year old kid. You just want a death eater to show up ground. and just like somehow, some way. Well, that scene think... is ridiculous. It's, and it's only in the movie. Yeah, no, and... Because and... Rowling wasn't dumb enough to put it in a book. No one would put that in a book. It's like, and then we want this oh, this grown man to attempt to kill a child yeah. on school grounds. Yeah, and he doesn't stop himself. Like, it's a Dobby, that, Dobby like, saves him. Yeah. So it's just... What? And then he <laughs> just almost killed him. skulks away. <laughs> and it was over, like... An insult, or yeah, yeah, because he took the house elf. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him." How dare you take my slave from me? About a cadaver. Oh, I don't have anything anyway. as humorous as that, but I'd want a big focus on character customability, a custom customization. Yeah, yeah, Customiz- what, yeah, those words. words, no word good. But yeah, so yeah, what you doing on the radio if you know can word good? I. You don't need good word. You just need good voice. Yeah. Why why need many words when few words do trick? <laughs> what are you a cobalt? <laughs> That's great. Yes. Yeah. Ye. <laughs> but so yeah, uh character customization? Yes. Lots of it. Yes. As much as you could fit. Uh like the the thing where it's like when you go into the customized screen and you put on a new scarf, that scarf appears under character model. And That's when you right. yeah, you get to have your little wand and your little wand holster. The exact flare of their nostrils. <laughs> of course. And Jim, what about you? What's the one thing you have to absolutely have in this game? Uh, I want to be able to play effectively Hermione. All right. Um, not, not, I'm not going to play a female character. I'm actually... like I'm Okay, if they give me the gay romance, I am playing a male character who is basically going to be Hermione. Because... I am so enthused about studying magic. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, and that's another thing. Yes. Are you a Muggleborn or are you a like? Oh, that's all putty Born into story. a wizarding family. What does that give you? Oh, Bonuses so... on certain knowledge checks, maybe. Oh God, it would be so amazing. Uh, and the thing, the one thing that I would abs- like absolutely, I would, I would have to have is like every school of magic you can possibly think of is a type 
of progression or upgrade tree. And you can pick whichever one you want, but you can't do all of them. Even card tricks? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> I, want, I don't care. I even want divination on there. I don't even know what you do with divination, but put it in. Surprise Make it a me. Thing. Make neither it... neither does Professor Trelawney. No, she doesn't. Well, <laughs> she well, definitely doesn't. I mean, she does eventually turn it into a weapon by she's hurling also... crystal balls at yes. people. Yeah, so, she's also know. like actually portent. So eh, occasionally, when she wants to be. No, it's not when she wants to be. When she occasionally it's when, it's when the fates say she should be. You're like slap her with some plot. Thus is the life of a clairvoyant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just kind of sitting around and then suddenly fate just slaps you in the back of the head and gives you some You're like, knowledge. like, oh, I'm useful now. No. Well, <laughs> yeah, that explains uh, life. That makes sense. But yeah, I, uh, I, want, I want as much magic as possible. I want as much, like, RP- if we're talking a magic RPG, I want the full hog. I want every kind of magic. I want the potential, and I and I want the magic you can't normally find. This ain't your grandma's Harry Potter game, and if you look in the right places, you might even be able to find some forbidden magics. I want the option, and I also want the moral implications of those forbidden magics. But I still want to have the ability to learn them, and then say no because it's wrong. But I want to have <laughs> the option to to say no to the Cruciatus curse. And you know, the other thing we need is. Um like having the option to be like, eh, magic's okay. Yeah. I'd rather hit people. Punch someone in the face. Yeah. You, got, you gotta uh, have like, melee build. Just have have someone <laughs> Throw whose entire have someone <laughs> whose entire focus is I use just enough magic to buff myself and then I hit you really, really. Oh my god. Really no, they hard. turn their wand into a shiv. <laughs> <laughs> you sharpen your wand and you're like, yeah, I'm ready. I'll show you. <laughs> uh, I, I want I want the muggle I want the muggle cop character to just like Smack a Dementor in the face with his billy club. <laughs> I don't think that would work. No, I just, like, that's the thing. It's like a, a Dementor shows up and everyone gets out their wands and then this dude just steps forward and just just hits, excuse me, just hits a, uh, a Dementor in the face. Expecto Patronum with, with a, a billy, billy club. club. <laughs> you know, that would, be, that would be kind of hilarious if you, like... The police officer can't see the Dementor because he's a muggle. But <laughs> like, all of the all of the wizarding characters are trying to expecto Patronum, and so the officer's just like uses it, looking at his billy club, looking at them, looking at his billy club, looking at them. Expecto Patronum. <laughs> did it work? Is it gone? <laughs> did, did we get it? He just like hits and it. all of the wizards just look at him like slaps a Dementor away. Really? The Dementor caught off guard also by being slapped upside the head by a muggle. Frequent uh, retreats, knowing that if any of, of its Dementor friends would hear about this, they'd all laugh at him. <laughs> Except the Dementors can't laugh because they no, destroy um, all, they devour all positive emotions. That's true. They'd cackle at him. The yeah. evil form the, of the, laughing. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the negative laugh. <laughs> Cackling. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this wild evening of speculation of Harry Potter games, both leaked and unleaked. Um, God, there's so much happening. Lordy. Uh, and so so concludes our episode of Positivity. We did it, guys. We managed to go through one whole episode without being a bunch of Debbie Downers. Uh, and the good news is, is we'll be returning to form next week as we take on some of the most terrifying and heart-wrenching stories uh, in video games. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on SoundCloud at Pixel Hunt. Uh, just look up Pixel Hunt on SoundCloud. And we're the one with the big uh, video game banner. 
Um, of Dark Souls. That's right, of Dark Souls. Uh, and if you want to tweet at me and suggest anything like our wonderful listener did, you can tweet at me at a pixel hunt on Twitter. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. And this has been KRUI, uh, 89.7 FM, Iowa City's former sound alternative. And we'll see you. We'll see you ne- next week, everybody. Do- Wait, hold on. Do you guys have anything else to say? Any final announcements? No? No? All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.